Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. Two seconds left for Denver. Joker desperation. Three. We are calling for justice for Jacob Blake and demand the officers be held accountable. For this to occur, it is imperative for the Wisconsin State Legislature to reconvene after months of inaction and take up meaningful measures to address issues of police accountability, brutality, and criminal justice reform. That's George Hill of the Milwaukee Bucks reading a Bucks statement there. They pulled out, said they didn't want to play, boycotted the game. Other games followed, and you know what happened from there with three more baseball games, five LMLS games, three WNBA games, a tennis star all saying they're not playing. Now a meeting this morning to decide if this is a one- or two-day thing or if this is going to go on and it's going to end the NBA season right now. Feels like a quick turn, PK, but then you listen to people who are talking there, and this was building... Your gut instinct tell you what's going to happen next, or all bets are off, and 2020 is a wildly unpredictable year? Oh, I don't know what's going to happen. I mean, I think that if you want to have the full impact, you got to go all the way. What's it, all in the way, all, all in or in the way, or whatever that Kyle expression got is? Got it. I mean, if you just turn around and reschedule a couple of games, or a couple of days later, what was the point? If symbolism were the answer, man, we, we have no more questions. Players held a meeting last night. The Lakers and Clippers advocated for a boycott of the remainder of the NBA season. Second meeting scheduled to take place in Orlando today at 9. The NBA Board of Governors has called for an emergency meeting at the same time. So the fate of the season, how these two groups are going to react, what they're going to decide, all up in the air right now. Just worth noting that it's now 13 teams that will be deciding for 30 teams what happens going forward, all kinds of implications if they don't finish the season what that could mean for the next collective bargaining agreement. As jazz, uh, jazz man Ed Davis said, you know, it's one thing for the veterans who've made their money. He said he's fine. But for the younger guys, it's kind of a big impact on the, uh, the salary cap going forward and how much these guys make over the course of their career. Uh, I'm not so interested in what the players do with their money. How about all the other people who work in the organizations? There's a lot of African-American people who work in organizations they're going to be laid off. We saw with the Pac-12 yesterday. Uh, it was obvious. Uh, last time we had Yogi on, I wanted to ask him uh, what's going to happen to the people who are employed by the Pac-12 network. Uh, you know, players can do whatever they want and uh, whatever. Uh, but what about all these other people that are dependent upon these games being played? Did they think of them? Because uh, I would assume there's a lot of African American people employed by the NBA in various positions. And now are their jobs going to be in jeopardy? I mean, really, I could give a you-know-what about the players. Uh, what about all these other people, the common folk like myself, who would be out of a job? How about them? They don't have a voice in this. They're sitting, waiting, and watching. Yeah. And so are a lot of the players. I mean, when you take the, the teams that didn't go, the teams that didn't qualify the playoffs went home, and now three playoff teams have been swept and left the bubble. So there's... 13 teams deciding for 30 teams where this is going going forward. On the Board of Governors side, I guess everybody would have a say. Uh, I agree with you that the symbolism, if symbolism were going to get us somewhere, we've had a lot of symbolism 
you know, in a lot of words. But you're looking at players. I mean, they have a lot of money at stake. And I thought from the start that the bubble was going to happen because the ramifications of it not happening were massive. So, you know, I I still think they're going to end up playing. I think 11 of the 13 wanted to play. And even among the Lakers and Clippers, I mean, this is a star-driven league. Who's going to go against LeBron and Kawhi if they decide to play or decide not to play? On those teams, I'd, I'd be surprised. Right now it feels like well, there's yeah. a couple guys who don't want to go forward, but most of the guys do. My guess is they go forward. I, I think they're going to end up playing. You know, um, There's a right but, side and a wrong side to this. I mean, if you, you can tweet and retweet stuff, but if you put something out there of somebody who doesn't think BLM is the way to go, it gets taken down. So there's a right way and a wrong way. And depending on your point of view, if you're over here, and people don't really want to hear it, but if you're over there, you're good to go. I think that also it would still be symbolic if they don't play the rest of the season. And, okay, that's a bigger symbol, but is that really going to change how thousands of independent law enforcement agencies you know perform their jobs for better or for worse so you know symbolism well, we'll only takes that. you fall right symbolism only takes you so far and you know one day it's symbolic it would be a bigger symbol not to play at all but that still feels symbolic and over here you know the players have a lot of money on the line you're right other people in the organization have a lot of money on the line too you know, where is this going? I, I think with the Board of Governors, you know, there are, I mean, the owners are all rich, but some of them are cash poor and are highly leveraged. And I think that's why we're seeing this pushback at the start of the season into 2021, because some of them need the revenue that comes with the fans. I mean, some of them have really, you know, pushed to the limit to get in the club and playing games without fans. I, I got to imagine those owners are going to push for the season to go forward on that end. Meeting starts at 9 a.m. I doubt it'll. Uh, I doubt we'll hear much before our show, but I guess you can never say. You know, maybe there'll be texts coming out from outside, inside the meeting. We will have reporting during. Coach bombs. Yeah, it could be. All right, more on this coming up. We got a lot of you uh, weighing in on our Facebook page. What's next? What now? Where are we going from here? We will get to that coming up. Also, we got Craig Bowlerjack, TV voice of the Jazz, Join us at 8:30. Big T Thurl Bailey at nine. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. It's all about the, a, a vibe that you have to set and you curate. And in essence, you know, we want to change that word vibe. It, it more or less becomes the standard. Walking into this locker room, it has been such a, you know, a, 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 a good energy here that I just want to make sure that I do my part. That's Cam Newton, Patriots quarterback, talking about adjusting to New England and the locker room. He was also asked, does he feel like the starting quarterback? And he said, absolutely not. Every day is a work day for me. That label is not important to me right now. I have so much I need to get better at, so much I need to learn, so much I need to be comfortable with. Throughout this process, that's the last thing I'm pretty much worried about. Uh, you know, PK, we, uh, we report what people say, not what is necessarily the truth. And I'll bet he does feel challenged walking in there, but it's still important whether he's the starter or not. Well, that's the first thing. I don't think he went to New England to be a backup. Right. 
The Washington football team canceled its scheduled practice for today in response to the shooting of Jacob Blake. Head coach Ron Rivera scheduled a deleted discussion with the team about the shooting this morning. There's expectation uh, that they might decide to do something and show support for social justice causes this season. We've already seen the Lions shut down a practice. The games are still, uh, what are we, still a little more than uh, two weeks away? About two weeks away, I guess. Two weeks away. It's Thursday, so they'll be open two weeks from tonight on where the games will be impacted. And I would expect the way everything's going that we're going to see that in the NFL. Yeah, go ahead. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. UCLA suing Under Armour in federal court. Alleging it terminated its 15-year, $280 million sponsorship agreement with the Bruins not because of the coronavirus pandemic, but because the record-setting deal was too expensive for the financially troubled apparel company. The lawsuit is uh, filed in district court in L.A., and the amount in the dispute said a little over $200 million. UCLA presumably had gotten a little bit of that deal already, I guess. That's a, uh, that's a lot of money for the Bruin Athletic Department going forward, PK. Speaking of uh, a lot of jobs hanging in the balance. Yes, it is. USC will pause football workouts until at least Monday due to positive tests for COVID-19, the school announced. school's weekly surveillance testing program recorded eight positive tests for football and men's water polo, which will also be suspending activities. They don't have any games coming up, so I guess they could suspend them for a while. (laughs) That's like the suspension of the quarterback in May, and he's reinstated in June. (laughs) Indefinite. What difference does it make? A group of Big Ten football parent associations sent an open letter demanding information around the league's decision to postpone the fall football season and a structured discussion with first-year commissioner Kevin Warren. Did you know there were parent associations in the Big Ten? I didn't know that. Well, I would have been more impressed if it was a closed letter. DJ and PK. Hashtag Major League Baseball. 3-1 pitch, here it is. Colton Wong. He walks, and the Cardinals win this one 6-5 with a walk-off walk. You believe this game? No. The Redbird. <laughs> Unreal. Unreal, to say it the least. Major League Baseball, there's Colton Wong walking it off, getting a win for the Cardinals. There were games, and then there were also three games that were played. Started with the Reds and the Milwaukee Brewers, and then the Mariners, Padres, and Dodgers and Giants didn't play. Other games went on. Tampa Bay, leading the AL East, beat the Orioles 4-3. The Red Sox are way down. The Red Sox and Yankees have uh, have dominated that division for years, and yet the Rays have been to the postseason. They managed to find their way. But this year with the Red Sox down, the path a little easier, PK. And they got another good team. They do. Yeah, absolutely they do. Rockies beat the Diamondbacks. Your D-backs trying to come back. Couldn't get it done, though. Dang, Tom. (laughs) And long live the long ball. White Sox go deep four times. Beat the Pirates 10-3. Ben Scully collected a few items of interest over the years, PK. And now his personal memorabilia collection is going to go up for auction, including bidding on uh, bats, Baseballs, baseball cards, award plaques, trophies, World Series rings, and the spiral-bound scorebook from his final season in 2000 
16. He worked for the Dodgers for 67 years. So if you're into baseball memorabilia, he's got some stuff. I find that interesting. Why would he do that? Because he's got a lot of stuff and he isn't going to live forever. And I suppose he's talked to his heirs and uh, they're only interested in certain things. And the rest he's going to auction. He said part of it is to avoid squabbles with his children in the future. Oh, come on. That's the great American way. (laughs) I know families who've ended up in court. (laughs) You know what you have to do? You have to be like us. (laughs) My family my two sisters we got nothing you want nothing yep nothing here no money literally no money (laughs) when when my my father went second literally no money to divide (laughs) so we've gotten along fine (laughs) (laughs) that limits the chaos right there her their possessions and i'm looking at it right now stuff that i took you know we took a took a week it actually uh, corresponded with the uh, utah game down at uh, in tempe because it was in october so instead of going down like friday i went down on sunday <laughs> and, and so we cleaned out the house and i'm looking at it the entire life possessions i that i wanted right now they're in a duffel bag photo albums from, uh, just a couple yeah because yeah. there's really nothing they didn't have anything well, you ain't got nothing. You got nothing to lose. Well, he's got something. I had a uh, great aunt, and when her parents passed away, uh, apparently, and, and she was one of eight kids, and apparently there was just basically uh, some some of the siblings just raced to the house and just cleaned it out. And she got up there from San Diego, and she got nothing. And it was brutal, and, you know, people didn't speak to each other and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's and, what I'm talking about. That's right. the great American way. And so she lived, uh, my, my uncle passed away uh, while I was in college. She lived another uh, 15, 17 years. And every time I was down in San Diego and I'd go visit her, and she'd want to give you something. She just tried to give it all away. It'd be the equivalent of Vin just having one of the kids over and saying, "Here, you get this World Series ring," <laughs> and then basically yeah, but that creates problems too. Parceling it out, yeah, yeah, I can. I know a guy. He was an Italian guy from Brooklyn. I met him in I met him in Pedro, and he had uh, four kids, and he's gone now. And he kept a detailed log of everything. And if so, if they asked him for anything. He deducted it out of the inheritance, so he set it up evenly among the four. And get a ledger. Then, yeah, and yes. So if you asked for, hey, I need a, I need a thousand dollars, whatever. Can you can you help me out? Yes, and then he would subtract it from what would happen when he was gone, and that seemed to work really well. It was tedious, but he was he was a very detailed oriented man, just unbelievable. Clearly. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah you're, and, I don't even know who this is. I've already picked up on that. He died on a, on a Thursday, and on Monday and Tuesday, he was water skiing, playing in, uh, playing softball, and then golf. And then the next day, skinny as all get out, on Thursday, had a heart attack, boom, gone at 74. It was such a shocker because you would have thought of there was somebody who was always, and he was a runner, and, and, but anyway, yeah, it was just a shocker when he went because he was in such great shape, and he's always in great shape. But I always admired the way he lived his life because everything was in order. Everything had a place, and that's how he handled the, uh, the money with his children. 
Hmm. Yeah, my uh, my brother's father-in-law, um, you know, apparently knew, had the premonition. His health hadn't been good, so I guess it wasn't a big stretch either. Uh, but when um, when he passed away, the mother-in-law went into his office and all the books, all the insurance, like everything was sitting on a corner of the desk. <laughs> she walked in like literally everything that a lawyer or one of the kids who was working with her would ask about it was right there on the corner of the desk. He had it all set up. They didn't have to go searching for anything. He was a pretty detail-oriented guy too, I guess. All right, DJ and PK. Brought to you in part by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener at Shamrock Plumbing, 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, hey, we're... DJ, DJ, yes. hold on a second, hold on a second. You're talking about Shamrock Plumbing? Yes. Neighbor of mine says, hey, you got a plumber that's your station advertised? I said, yeah, I gave you Shamrock. And uh, so then he texted me back a couple days later. Thanks for the info on Shamrock. Nice kid came out and everything fixed in two hours and was half of what I was expecting. I would definitely recommend them. So hats off to Shamrock. All right. Coming out to the neighborhood and getting it done. Yeah. It's a shout out for Shamrock Plumbing right there. That's that's the best. That's the best kind, right? The best kind yeah. of recommendation. Oh. Somebody, oh, yeah, for sure. Somebody in the neighborhood who's uh, got a, you know, the thing about plumbing problems is when you have a plumbing problem, you have a plumbing problem right now. Yeah, you ever have a, a flood, stopped up pipes, whatever, you get that's a problem right now. That's not the kind of thing you can put on the back burner. All right, DJ and PK, uh, Bowler's coming up at 8.30, Big T at 9 o'clock. A lot of you weighing in on our social media. Where are we going from here? We will get to that coming up next. Stay with us. Let's go! The Big Show. It's a big deal! With Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. Cam Miller is with us from SB Nation. If we're able to see some sort of season, what are your thoughts on the potential at BYU this year? Well, I think outside of Provo, maybe even including inside of Provo, I'm probably the biggest Zach Wilson fan in the country. I know that there's discussion and people may rather see Hall, but I think Zach Wilson, when he's healthy, when he's on his game, and when he's got one of the better left tackles in all of college football blocking for him and Brady Christensen, I think the combination of Zach Wilson healthy with Christensen on his blind side, pass protecting at elite levels, there's very few better atop the leaderboard for returning quarterback and left tackle combinations the big show weekdays from 2 to 7 on 97.5 1280 the zone and the zone sports network dj and pk brought to you in part by master electrical services master electrical always open during this challenging time Call Master Electrical at 801-543-2222 for upfront pricing and your satisfaction guaranteed. Master Electrical will light up your day. Bring in your hot takes or toast. And we got hot takes on our social media, PK. Here yeah. come the people. Hot take, Todd. You need to find another line of work. That's what's up next. You and who's, I. Uh, who's you? I think uh, you is, uh, I took that as you and me. Why? That's on our page. DJ and PK. Why do I need to take it? In, why do I need to find another line of work? Uh, there's not going to be any sports, so there's not going to be any sports talk. That's how I forever? took it. Forever, forever. Uh, wouldn't seem like forever to me, but Todd thinks we need to find another line of work. I mean, they could turn around and play tomorrow. And that's what John. That's what John. Ultimately, says. they will. John says we wait and we see how this morning's talks go. Yeah. Well, what 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 talks? I mean, there I read and I read this morning too 
that they're looking for ownership to see what what can ownership do? I mean, what form of legislative power do they have? I'm I'm confused as what these players want from owners. Uh, what, what are you I, looking for? I am to a certain degree, and I think it's because different players want different things. Okay. But so I think that um, one thing it seems like LeBron wanted was um, they want something done about voter suppression. So I don't think the owners have a say immediately on that topic. But if you're funding a group that goes out and registers people to vote, that would seem to deal with voter suppression. And I think that's something LeBron has done. I'm not positive. I know he's been involved in a couple causes. So that was how I took it. But I'm with you. I'm not 100% clear on that. Well, and suppose they, they do that and then people don't vote for who you want them to vote for. Yeah. I mean, they really want them to vote, or they want them to vote for the people that they want them to vote for. Well, both, <laughs> but mostly, <laughs> but mostly, I want you to vote who for for who I want you to vote for. Well, isn't the uh, without saying it, isn't the implication? Let's get more minorities to vote so they'll vote against the Republicans. I mean, let's be honest and have real, real, real talk, and get everything out on the table. Everything. Not just stuff that you agree with, but everything. But Isn't first, that the point? But first, what I agree with. And then later, maybe the other stuff. Yeah. I uh, mean, I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm saying, isn't that the point? It depends on who you talk to. Well, uh, I know you're going to get so Shaq, opinions, but generally speaking. So Shaq brought up the point that it's not just about the presidential election. You got to vote for mayors because they hire police chiefs. Sheriffs of are course, often, I understand that. you know, directly elected. So some people hear this and think it's about the presidential election, right? Yeah, I and, didn't and, say the president, though. I the, said Republicans. Yes. And then the Bucks take it to the next level to the, because uh, they're talking about the, the state house. But people largely just don't vote in local elections. <laughs> and they, they just don't. And so I think part of this is, what some of these groups have to do is create the awareness that when you get revved up about Republicans and Democrats, it's usually in these elections that, I mean, they have some impact, but they're not the ones that directly impact the issue that you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I get all that. I mean, you, you want change, so let's put somebody in who's been in Washington for 50 years. That ought to change it. Okay, I'm all then. for it. Change away. And if you want change in the big cities, well, who's leading the big cities? 45 of the top 50 cities have Democratic mayors. Yeah. There's like five exceptions out there. So I'm just wondering if is that the best way to go about what you're trying to accomplish? What I try what what you're trying to accomplish, I think is absolutely a worthy thing that, that you're trying to accomplish. But I'm just wondering if that's the way to go. And what are you looking for from the owners? Kyle is looking for deletion. 2020, delete, 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 cancel all championships. Let the NBA, Major League Soccer, Major League Baseball take a break. Please keep college football, NFL, and even the NHL. Oh, so he wants his sports. He he doesn't care about the others. That's what it looks like. Okay. Yeah. Okay, because you're a bigger fan of those other sports, so let let them play. And I don't really care about the NBA. But I'm waiting for football season. I mean, he wants to keep. Sports that you don't care about. Yeah. All right. 
Just put that. Here's the sports. Uh, give me truth. I just want honest truth. I don't care what the truth is. I want honest truth. And just give me. I, I don't care about these sports, so they can do whatever the crap they want. But these sports I really care about, and I hope they play. Okay. At least you're cutting to the chase there. Yeah. Matt Priest says, cancel the NBA, cancel the MLS, cancel the MLB. Hopefully, the NFL has smarter executives, owners, and players. And then he goes to the all caps. He's yelling at us, we want to watch sports. We don't care about your politics. You all make millions. We all work hard and enjoy sports, but not now. And he's gotten four thumbs up for that. Well, there's a lot of people who think that way. There's no question. That was the reason to read it. He does represent a lot of people. But yeah, that is specific- the, oh, go ahead. The NBA players uh, and their coaches, they think that people care what they think, obviously. Christopher says, shut up, listen, and try to sympathize. I'm proud of the NBA for taking a stand. Hashtag ally. Great. You got my sympathy. And how's that going to change anything? Casey says, uh, we can't agree on basic facts, and until we do that, there's no way around the issue. The season is over. What are the basic facts? He does not spell that out. <laughs> well, I, I guess, you know, I'm, I'm jumping to conclusions here, but I would guess that, uh, you know, just in the most recent shooting in Kenosha, you know, people jumped in right from the start and he had a knife and that doesn't matter that he had a knife and people were commenting before the knife was made public. So I guess he'd be going to that kind of discussion, you know, uh, those yeah, are, but that's never going to end. So, well, I mean, that's, uh, I mean, that's the point he's making. Yeah, I got it. Right. I, 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 I've got no answers. You're looking to me for answers. Change the dial. Cause I've got none. Change will not happen unless both sides are given impartiality, Nathan says. The mainstream media only has one viewpoint, so unfortunately this will not happen. And uh, then John responds to him, the mainstream media point of view is only about how to pad the bottom line. That's the only bias. The, the, the problem here is there is no mainstream media. That, that doesn't exist anymore. I believe that is true. That concept has been fully shredded by technology. Yeah. That that when I when I grew in the business, there was mainstream media and you played it neutral, which is why I am registered to no political party, never have been, because I took that oath is too strong, but I took the the, the line of thinking very very seriously. I'm not here to do anything but report the news. And obviously it's morphed dramatically. But at the time, when I got in the business in the 80s, that's what it was. And so I, I couldn't justify registering with any political party. And I never did. I never have. And you can look it up. You can search everyone's political party. It's online. And when we have these guests from the Washington Post, I do it every time. And it falls in line with what they're saying, what their, what their political affiliation is. I mean, it almost, almost 100% of the time. I mean, I've heard Locke say 20 times now that Doc Rivers' speech or talk, whatever you want to call it, was amazing. Okay, but he started off by saying that the Republican convention is full of fear. But we're told this is not a political movement. And yet he brings it up right there. He didn't cite, there is no examples that he cited 
what 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 messages did you hear that were fear? Because there's never any follow up in these Zoom deals. The media, which in my opinion, based on 35 years of experience, is generally left leaning. They go and and you can read. Wow, this is really powerful. This is blah blah. But there was no follow. Coach Rivers, what about the speeches? Did you think incited fear? There's never any follow up. He just says it. It's just out there. He gets to say whatever he wants. More power to him. But there's never any follow up. So right off the bat, boom, right into his amazing comments, a good portion of the people are turned off. But it's not about politics, but you brought up Republicans. Of course it is. And that's why I never I never got involved in that, because I felt like you couldn't and be a part of the quote-unquote mainstream media. That was, you basically eliminated yourself from that by going into that job. And I took that very seriously. And that's where I am today. I know people want to assign me whatever, but you can go look it up. K-I-N-A-H-A-N, and then you can find my, and it'll show you exactly what, where I am politically. Uh, but there is no mainstream media anymore. Social media, all kinds of uh, websites, getting all sorts of traffic. It's a new world. Yeah. I mean, with Doc Rivers, uh, well, first off, I think he ended the interview. I don't think there were any follow-up questions because then he was done. I think he got well, you that. never get any anymore, and that's no, why I asked Eric Walden yesterday yeah, the Tribune no, about yeah, it. There's no, there's, and, and you don't you don't even have the opportunity to. No, and they do it like you know seven minutes, and they're done. Yes, access has been cut dramatically just since the restart, and the whole the assumption. Well, there's just no time. Well, there was time in February. I mean, what changed so dramatically? You know, but when the Jazz remodeled the arena, just you know, firsthand experience, everything changed then. You know, you used to be able to talk to Jerry Sloan off to the side, and after he was done, he would stand there and, and talk to you at the podium before he walked back into the locker room. And you could get stuff off camera, you know, kind of off the record, clarification, background, whatever you wanted. But when they rebuilt the arena, they rebuilt the room so there's a back door. Quinn doesn't walk past you. You know, they changed the podium instead of people just asking questions. Now the PR staff has to give you the microphone. And they didn't give it to some people. And if they give it to you once, then it was like you you didn't get it back. So if you'd asked a question, let's say Doc Rivers' press conference went on longer. If you asked a question at the three-minute mark, and if Doc said that at the six-minute mark, you're not giving the microphone back to ask a follow-up question. Now it's Zoom, so they just, they don't, even if he had gone right. on, they don't unmute you. You know, it's not a conversation. I was thinking about this yesterday after you asked Eric that, and, you know, we had the discussion, and Yach was, it was late in the interview, and we were going to break, and I was thinking that, you know, one of the things to bring up is that even the traditional interview session, you know, and for people who've been in the market for a while, remember when you were the beat writer at BYU, you know, and you and Croton had a memorable back and forth. And with Majerus, you know, you could talk to Rick um, and you'd have, you know, phone conversations with him. But you could talk to him, you know, on the concourse at the Huntsman Center or off the side of the floor, depending on where he was doing media availability on a given day. And like that doesn't exist. Even the questions now are more like the social media where you throw one thing out there and you're done. 
And there's no yeah, yeah, yeah. follow-up yeah. clarification. And so when you talk about social media isn't that productive, I'm thinking, well, how productive are some of these interview questions? You know, if someone... Oh, they're very sterile. Yeah, very sterile. If someone... And, and aside from anything nefarious about limiting someone's voice, you know, they can't see your face, your disembodied voice. They can't see your body language. You know, they, they can't necessarily even hear you that well in Florida. There have been multiple times I've been on the Zoom calls like, can you repeat that? I don't know what their setup is. There's clearly background noise. So the whole thing is just not set up. It's not worth it. It's not set up for good communication. I get on, but I don't ask any questions. Yeah. Were you on with the Kyle call? Because I was surprised you didn't ask a question then. Oh, and that's the other thing is that none of the media sees each other. You know, sometimes you see somebody and you're like, well, they got a good line of questioning here and they got to follow that up. And so you're quiet. You just hold off. Um, No, it's not. That doesn't happen anymore. No, because I thought Eric, uh, yes, Eric Walden of the Tribune, I encourage you to read him. I've known him for many, many years, sharp guy. And uh, like he wanted to ask Donovan because Donovan has this say her name and he's brought up. Now they've moved on to the Wisconsin thing. But before that, in the beginning, it was all about, not all about, but a lot about uh, the young lady in Louisville where he has, you know, obviously he has roots. And so Eric said, well, yeah, I want to ask him. Okay, what's the plan? You know, you want these officers arrested and prosecuted and so forth. Well, at the time, it doesn't, as we speak, it doesn't look like that's the way it's going. So what is your plan beyond that? You just can't wear a jersey that says, say her name, and then that's it. I mean, what, what, what are you going to do? But he never, Eric never has the opportunity, and it's legitimate. I would love to know what Donovan Mitchell's plan is. It seems now they've just gone on the, to the next one, and that situation just kind of was over here now, and we'll just move to the next one. And that's part of the problem, that there is a next one. I understand that. We don't want a next one. That's the whole issue in a nutshell, basically. The crux of it is that we keep having these next ones, and the idea is to eliminate and have no next ones. I get that. But as far as Donovan, he's been very outspoken about the uh, tragedy that has been involving this uh, this young lady, uh, Miss Taylor. Well, what's the plan next? But I, we don't know. You know what I mean? We, we really have no idea. And if you're going to put that much emphasis in it, I don't think Donovan Mitchell is just going to wake up, ah, well, I'm done with that. Let's just go on to whatever. That, that, I, I don't believe that he lacks that uh, insincerity on that or is that shallow and superficial. I believe that he has strong feelings on it and wants to, and probably has a plan. Well, I would love to know what it is, but we never find out. Nope. No, and, you know, he's, <clears throat> they make him available once every, I don't know, maybe third day. I mean, he's available after most games, but not every game. But if you're available after a game, you're not available on the practice. It's like Eric says. Yeah, and I get their Their job is to protect their people. I understand that. Yeah. And there's never that's, been that's more protection. That's paid for. We, we know because we're interacting, but the public doesn't have any way of knowing that it's, it's changing dramatic. The access is changing dramatically and quickly, and it's really being limited. And so what you yeah. get is what you know is not what you ask. What you, it's not so much that the reporters are being paid to ask. I mean, they are. Um, but it's come down to follow everybody on social media because they will announce when they have something to say. And the teams don't control that either, which I think makes teams nervous. But that's just the way it is. Yeah, of course it does. Yeah. yeah. That's just... That's, I mean, they have a message, and well, they're no, they're no different than any other business. They want to control their message, yeah. and make sure it's presented in the most positive light. I mean, I understand that completely. 
But that's back to your point that there's no mainstream media because now the right. players just, if they have a comment to make, they just tweet it out or put it on Instagram or whatever. So And plus, I don't know who to trust anymore. I don't know yeah, what, you, where, where are you coming from. But when someone's coming from their own social media account... You right, that's different. I'm talking about media not misquoted. folk. Right. I'm not, I'm not talking about well, you, the, the, the newsmakers. Right. On the surface, I'm you say about that. about the news reporters. But the, but the fact is that then you, you check reporters' backgrounds. You know, like you say, you look up their political party or you read what they've um, written before or what they've said before. And so yeah. you kind of filter it based on, A, what makes sense to you, B, what you already think of that people's opinion. You know, I think this person is usually really informed. I think this person pops off and isn't informed. Uh, we were talking about Barkley yesterday and his predictions on games. Well, you've watched Barkley, so over time you come to think, okay, he's here to be an entertainer, but his picks on games don't mean anything to me. They crack me up, great, but they don't mean anything. So you just don't take stuff at face value correct but also I, I have to say with charles yeah when he speaks on social issues i am all in because because he is willing to a speak his mind from his heart so he's not everyone is slanted but i mean he is he is so upfront honest and he takes on all sides it's not just hammering one side over and over and over again He'll criticize, you name it, whatever, whatever's yeah. out there. He's got no problem criticizing it if, if that's the way he feels. So I view that when Charles, I mean, his predictions and stuff, he's a goofy guy and he's funny and I get that. And that's, he's entertaining. It's the bottom line is he's entertaining. But when he speaks on social issues, I actually really want to hear what he has to say. He, of, of all yeah. the uh, athletes, ex-athletes, put them all in the same you know, category basically, to me, I like to hear what he has to say. That's just my opinion. That's what I'm saying. You know, there's that they think otherwise about this or that or whomever. They think LeBron is the, the spokesman. Great. If that, you know, you're entitled to think that. And he was out there using obscenities and uppercase on Twitter yesterday. He certainly has that right to do. And people want to follow and listen to him. Go ahead. Got no problem with that. One thing that uh, Barkley said, and he said it right going to break in the postgame show, and I did stay up because uh, I thought it'd be interesting, and it was, and he said he thought the players should keep playing. Now, he said this before the boycotts. When I was watching— What postgame show? Uh, it was today's Thursday, right? So Wednesday they didn't play. So Tuesday night they, when okay. they did their postgame after the game, and they were Got talking it. about what they should do, and he said— uh, I think they were talking in relationship to George Hill saying, we shouldn't have come to okay. the bubble. Exactly. I yes. think that was what prompted this discussion. And Correct. he said they should go to the bubble and they should be playing because that's why they have a stage. And if they don't play, oh, then man. they're not going to be heard. They're not going to be as loud if they're on individual uh, social media in an offseason. Yeah, but the other side is they might be able to get more work done that way, too. That is true. But that was Barkley weighing in on that one. Was uh -huh. that he thought they needed to play, which I thought was interesting at the time and has become... You know that's that that's kind of moved front and center here in the last twenty four hours. It's uh, yes. it's a way more timely take than it was a fine take at the time, but it's uh, it's way more important now. Correct. All right, DJ and PK, Craig Bowlerjacks coming up at eight thirty. Big T at nine o'clock. We got more of your feedback on the way. Stay with us. Now let's get this party started. <laughs> 
This is Hans Olsen and Scotty G on the Zone Sports Network. This story is crazy about becoming an ultimate Aggie, which apparently is getting up on that bull naked. What bull is it? Is it the one that's by the Estes Center? Isn't that bull like bucking? I'm just wondering how five nude men could fit on that. <laughs> it's a big bull. Five nude men could fit on uh, that? Five smaller men, yeah, probably <laughs> could make that work. There you go. That's the size of the thing right there. Okay, it's not bucking. You could probably fit upwards of ten naked men on that. So in order for you to be the ultimate Aggie, you have to be naked? Yes. I did not know that this was a thing. See, I would think if you were going to be an ultimate Aggie, that it needs to be solo. Because these five were not solo. And that's where a lot of guys up at Utah State are like, hey, let's maybe <laughs> dial that down a little bit. Easy. One ultimate Aggie at a time. Hanson Scotting. Weekdays from 10 to 2 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK brought to you in part... By Action Plumbing, Heating, and Electrical. Spring into action now. You mentioned this ad, you save $33 off on any service. Call Action today at 801-833-3333. That's 801-833-3333. Tell them DJ and PK sent you. All right, it's kind of a footnote with everything else happening in the world of sports yesterday, PK. But uh, games that we kind of suspected were happening are now happening. BYU football adding a couple more games to the schedule. We'll see if they're able to play it out. But a couple more Texas schools are now on the schedule right now. And uh, Tom Homo has got it up to eight games with uh, really no one in the country, it seems, is going to play more than ten. So there you go. You got Two more to go, huh? You got football in front of you. Yeah, I know. Can you find two more? Two more teams in Conference USA or the Sun Belt? Who's up for games? Sure. Why not? Whatever you can come up with, man. At this point, you figure he's just called every school and called ESPN and probably called Fox. We're here for you. Make it happen. Yeah, I think it's been going on constantly. Absolutely, yeah. So, and then you don't even know if you're going to get to play them. But uh, in order to play them, you got to schedule them. So I understand you got to do that first. Uh, and I, the thing about BYU football is it is just going to be. The exposure that you want, you'll never have any more unless you went 12-0 and with these schedules, which is, you know, it's highly unlikely. Uh, so right now, in a weird way, you're going to get the most exposure. If this thing happens on Memorial Day, or Labor Day, I should say, and uh, it's BYU-Navy, those are two pretty good programs, right? I mean, they're not Power Fives, but I don't care. I don't think the country cares. I think they're... It'll be a... Everyone has respect for... Go ahead. It'll be a Monday night football game. It'll it'll be Navy, yeah, yeah. and people know that Navy's had you know they've been they've been of winning course. more than they've been losing. Everyone has respect, right? They've been winning more than they've been losing for a yeah, while. That's what I was gonna say it's good football. It may not be great football. Nobody's confusing Navy with Alabama and Clemson oh, plenty, and Ohio plenty, State. Plenty, plenty good enough. But there've been enough nine wins. I actually, and I view the option as entertaining because you don't see it week after week. You know, I always enjoyed the Air Force games that our teams would play. And I always enjoyed I, I, football. Sometimes in basketball, the weather would be a little dicey. And you can get a little dicey in football, too. But more often than I can remember having to make the drive from the academy up to Denver and just driving snowstorms. And I'm a warm-weather dude. I didn't grow up in driving in this weather. And I absolutely hate it. Absolutely hate it. And, and, I, and I hate driving in in the mornings when it's snowing. I go about two miles an hour. I'm such a baby. 
This is all uh, true, people. Friends. This is all true. He's giving yeah. you one hundred percent truth. <laughs> this ain't no shtick. This is no. Na- our neighbors have a place, a family place up in Star Valley. We went up there one winter, and uh, I was following them. And finally, they pulled over, and the guy says, "Do you want my wife to drive your car?" Because <laughs> it's going so slow, man. I'm just so scared about it. So anyway, but football. You know, I always enjoyed going over there. And Navy, who doesn't have respect? I have a real good friend whose son graduated from there. He's over in Japan now. And, and guy, he had his wedding. And and they had a reception up here in Utah because he had some family in Utah. And he's, he's a Southern California kid. And to see him in his uniform at that reception, I just I felt a surge of patriotism in a way. And every year, every single year, I feel a sense of obligation to watch at least portions, if not all, Army-Navy game, uh, even though I may not know anybody on that team, or I've heard of anybody, not that I know him personally, but I've heard of any. Last year with Perry at the quarterback was just unbelievable, so certainly I knew him. So, yeah, I think that they're going to get exposure more than they could ever get, no matter who they were playing in that first game. That was reasonably... A possibility. I know there have been discussions about Alabama. That might have been a different situation with Alabama because they're, you know, the top of the line. But they're going to get tons of exposure. And people are, if that ball actually goes up in the air, people are going to feel good. And there's been a lot of crap going around, and it's been hard to feel good. But if that thing takes place, what are we, under two weeks now? 11 uh, days. If that thing takes place, when that ball is in the air, who isn't going to feel good and think, yeah, this is what I'm talking about? This is what I want to watch. This is this is good stuff. No matter what happens when that ball comes down, once the ball's up in the air, everybody's going to feel that way. So Yach says it's 11 days. Why does it feel like it's 40 days away to me? And I know you're right, Yach. Because there's a lot that could happen. Oh, because he goes days. to the biblical thing. That's so typical, 40 days. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, look at him go. I didn't even catch that. Well, good catch. You guys, you constantly, I, I want to tell people in listenership, uh, the, the subtle nature in which they want to get me interested uh. is unbelievable. Now we're getting into the BS part of the show. Yeah, just and I've picked up on it over the years because I've gotten to know you people, and you people are some of my some of my finest friends. But you know, the the and you don't do it, you know, in your face. It's so subtle, guys. If I wanted to, I would have said yes by now. Texas San Antonio, October tenth at home. Texas State at home on the twenty fourth. Like I said, not the biggest names, not the biggest brand names, but. They are games. They are home games. But the exposure you're talking about, about Texas El Paso? Haven't scheduled them yet. Have not renewed the old whack rivalry. Navy, primetime. Texas, fill in the blank. Yeah, right. Uh, They've got Houston, so they do have a third third Texas team lined up. Texas, Houston. (laughs) I don't think that exists. Uh, Navy on Labor Day night, and then uh, Saturday, September 19, Army 130 on Big CBS. Those are the two games that will provide the massive exposure. Time slots, networks, where people are used to watching football, and a lot of people will see those games. All right. Yes. And then we'll see if, uh, if there's a couple more out there. What Tom Homo was able to line up. And then to your earlier point, we'll see if the games actually happen. 
All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Stay with us. we got uh, Craig Bowlerjack coming up. The Jazz are scheduled to play at 2 o'clock. We haven't even mentioned it because I don't think anyone thinks there's any possibility that game is going to play, be played. But uh, we can talk about that coming up. And uh, we got a lot of you weighing in on social media. Where, do, where does it go from here? We will get to that next. Big T's here at 9 o'clock. Stay with us.